I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. A lot of people aim at the reasonable level and they end up with reasonable results. Work on your game. 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 Approaching the game aggressively. With that aggression, with that confidence to dominate a game. Dre Baldwin, DreAllDay.com. Work on your game. My next live event called Work On Your Game Live will be taking place January 21st and 22nd, Miami, Florida. The two-day event will be covering leadership on day one, communication on day two. But let me tell you what's more important than even the material I'm going to give you on those two days, because you already listened to my show. You've read my books. You already know about me. You know I'm 100% substance all the time. No fluff, no garbage. But what's even more important than what you're going to get from me at that Work On Your Game Live are the people that you're going to meet. I get people coming to me all the time asking, Dre, I need better quality prospects. I need to build a network. I need to make connections. I want to have better and higher quality relationships. How does that happen then? It does not happen through your phone. It doesn't happen through social media. It doesn't happen on Facebook. It doesn't go down in the DM. You need to meet people face to face, person to person, eye to eye, look people in their faces and shake hands where you are physically in the same space as them. That's where real relationships get built. And you ask anyone you know who is very successful or a person you know who makes a lot of money, whatever you consider to be a lot, I guarantee you they have a whole lot of in-person, real-life relationships. Doesn't mean they don't use the phone or computer, but those relationships get built and the real money gets made when face-to-face interactions and handshakes occur. If you want to be one of those people and you're ready to step up to that next level, you need to go to where the relationships and the connections are at. And the next place they're going to be at is in Miami, January 21st, 22nd, and work on your game live. Go to workonyourgame.live to get all details, register your seat, and I'll see you in Miami. That's workonyourgame.live. All my coaching programs are now open at workonyourgameuniversity.com. We have the self-directed learning where you can get access to 37 plus courses. That's over 2,800 lessons that I have created over the years. You can take them at your own pace and you get lifetime access to all of them. That's one level. The next level is the group coaching programs. I have the Bulletproof Mindset program and the branding and business program where you get live Zoom calls with me where I do a training and an open Q&A and you get the community access, member only community where you can make those connections and build relationships with other people who are on the same journey as you and are like minded individuals that are just as serious as you are about working on your game third level is the third day mastermind. That is the only place that I offer one-on-one coaching that is for higher level professionals and entrepreneurs who want the personalized direct attention straight from me, not part of a group but working with me one-on-one. All three levels, you can get access, you can get all details, and you can get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's workonyourgameuniversity.com. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence, put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to occur. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves all of us, including yourself, actually, especially yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all of this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, 
all under the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today we are talking that it's easier to get a lot than it is to get a little. So if you're going to be working on your game, you might as well aim high instead of aiming low. I'm going to explain to you exactly how and why that is. I'm going to make you logically understand it and hopefully help you understand it emotionally as well. So before we get into it, let me tell everyone, I have a daily motivation text message that I want to send to your phone. And if you want to get it, all you have to do, actually, I already know you want to get it. So take out the if you want to get it. So do this. Send me a text right now at this number, 305-384-6894. Just text me right now. Say hello. Or you can introduce yourself. I'm going to ask you a question anyway once you get in. But once we confirm you, you'll be receiving my daily motivation text every day straight to your phone. It's a quick message. Keep you focused, sharp, and on point for the day ahead. Ask one of your friends about it. They'll tell you. They'll show you. Just let them show you the text that I've sent already. And you'll have a good idea of what we're bringing to the table in daily motivation text. Anyway, so let's get to our today's topic, which is it's easier to get a lot and get a little. This topic is designed to change your mindset around your asks in life, the things that you ask for, and to change your mindset around what you think is possible for you to achieve. One of the things that maybe you've heard somebody say this before, and I'll say it here today, and you'll hear it again. One of the challenges for many of us in life is not that we are incapable of achieving at a high level. It's just that because of our mindsets, maybe mindsets that we have assumed taken from people around us, maybe your peer group, maybe your parents, maybe your environment or whoever you've been influenced by, their mindset is their mindset is around the the average or what they think they're capable of getting or what they think is quote unquote realistic. And if you adopt that mindset, it's not that you don't have the potential to achieve at a higher level. It's just that your mind is focused on achieving at this average level. And that's exactly what you're going to go for. Now, you become your thoughts, right? What you think of, you become. As they say, I think, therefore I am. If you think at an average level, you will be average. If you think at a low level, you'll be a low level person. If you think at a high level, you'll be a high level person. And all of those terms are relative. So what I'm trying to help you understand here today is that your mindset around what you ask for from life and is not just asking like the verbally saying something, but also the things that you try for, the things that you aim for, you will become those things because your asks are based around your expectations and they're based around your standards. They're based on who you think you are when you look in the mirror. What you see when you look in the mirror tells you a lot about what you're going to aim for or what you aim for tells you a lot about what you see when you look in the mirror. So today, let's see if we can alter that and take it to a higher level. Is everybody okay with us trying to do that? Let's at least give it a shot. Good. Let's get into it. Point number one. Topic once again is it's easier to get a lot than it is to get a little. First thing is this. Where there is abundance, everything moves about freely. Everything meaning the things that you want, the resources that you want, they move about freely and openly in areas of abundance. What exactly does that mean? There's a book I read called Thick Face, Black Heart. I mentioned this book in the past. If you have not read it, you should go get it and read it immediately. But in this book, the author Ching Ning Chu talks about this. And one of the concepts that she explains to illustrate her point is that it's easier to sell a luxury car like a Mercedes Maybach or a Lamborghini than it is to sell a beat up used car. So you find two automobile salespersons. I mean, just picture them in your mind, as a matter of fact. And any of you who's actually sold automobiles, you can probably help me with this one very well. You can 
give me some concrete examples. You leave them in the comments here. You can send me a text, your choice. Picture a person who sells Lamborghinis for a living or Porsches, and then picture someone who sells some beat up used cars at some no name lot you know, on the corner of the U.S. interstate. Which one do you think makes more money as a salesperson? Which one of those makes more money, Lamborghini salesperson or the beat up used car salesperson? Which person do you think has an easier time making a sale, just making one sale? They might both make a sale on the day. Which one has an easier time making a sale, the Lamborghini salesperson or the used car salesperson? Which one enjoys more dealing with the customers and the conversation that goes into selling their cars, the Lamborghini salesperson or the beat up used car salesperson? I think we all had the same answers to all of those questions. And why is this? Why is that true? Why is it true that it's easier to sell a luxury car than it is to sell a beat up used car? One of the main reasons is because the person who's buying a luxury car, are, there's not a question of do they have the money? Now, there's their question. The only question they have is which car do I want to buy? They can buy any car they want. They're just choosing the car that they want. And is they're not going to be haggling on the price because they have it, right? And that person who's buying that luxury vehicle, it's their right to have it. So they're not beating themselves up over the purchase. They are not going to haggle over every penny in the contract or whatever it is that they're buying. And they can do whatever they want. They're choosing to be there in that place. They're not forced to get that car. They get whatever car they want. They're choosing to get that car. So everything goes a lot more smoothly for the Lamborghini salesperson than the beat up used car salesperson. Person selling a beat up used car. First of all, they got to get that person to accept this beat up used car, which they probably don't really want is the best possible car they could have. Probably not but maybe it's the best thing they can afford because it's probably a price thing. The reason that they're there in the first place. Now you got to go back and forth on the money and there's a, all kinds of negotiation going on in the price. Not to say that people who buy a luxury car might not negotiate, but it's a lot more of a struggle in that negotiation because you might be dealing with someone's real limitations on what they can purchase. And then you know that every dollar you take off that purchase price is a dollar out of your pocket and your commission. So it's a whole other thing. And this just leads to the overall stress of the beat up used car salesperson because they got to do this every time a customer walks in the room. Can you understand that it's a lot easier to be a salesperson of a luxury car simply because the process is just going to go a lot smoother from the beginning to the end? There's a guy named Dan Kennedy, who's a legend in the marketing world. Any of you who is pays attention to marketing or your Dan Kennedy's older now, but if you're older, you've been in the marketing world, you may maybe you have heard of Dan. But if you've heard of anyone talking about digital marketing, even myself, we have all been inspired and influenced by Dan's teachings. But he has a book called Marketing to the Affluent. So any of you who wants to sell your products and services to people who already have plenty of money, so it's never a money issue, read that book. It's called Marketing to the Affluent. I mean, it's a long title, but just look up Marketing to the Affluent, Dan Kennedy, you'll find the book. And he talks about for certain goods, when you're selling certain types of things to certain types of people, price is no object. I mean, how many of you have the challenge of you're trying to sell your stuff, but you keep running to people who don't have money? Would you like to eliminate that problem? What if you just everybody you were selling to already had the money to buy your stuff? How much easier would it be for you to make sales? Now, it doesn't mean everybody's going to buy it. Just because somebody has the money doesn't mean they're going to buy something. All right. People try to sell me stuff all the time. I can afford it, but I still say no. So it doesn't mean everybody's going to buy. But wouldn't it be easier? I mean, just theoretically. Don't you think it'd be easier to sell stuff if every person you talked to could afford what you were selling? And the only question they were asking them was not whether or not they could afford it, but is it worth it? Isn't that a better quality question? Is it worth it for me to buy this? Not can I afford to buy this? Again, from my experience, the entrepreneurs that I've talked to, 
and even the prospects that I've talked to, I'd much rather the problem of, is this worth it, than the problem of, can I afford it? Again, you tell me. This is just my perspective. I mean, I'm the only one here speaking, but you tell me. You can tell me down in the comments or you can text me and let me know. Which one, which problem would you rather have? When you're selling to someone or even trying to get a donation from somebody who does not have the money, it's really, really hard work. And if you try to sell something to somebody who didn't have any money, it's really hard work. It's stressful work. It's annoying work. And sometimes you get frustrated. You're like, all right, why the hell am I trying to sell to people who don't have any fucking money? I heard a, I was at a conference um, not too long ago. And actually I heard somebody say this, but he wasn't the first person to say it. I've heard probably of all the sales material that I've taken in over the last you no know, 10 years and just investing in myself and learning, whether it's a book, a speaking engagement, coaching programs, et cetera. The number one rule of sales, there are a lot of number one rules of sales. Well, let me tell you another number one rule of sales for all you salespeople out there and even you prospects out there. All right. If you're all of us are consumers and salespeople on different levels at different times, here's the number one rule. Don't sell to broke people. Do not try to sell your products and services to people who do not have money because they're going to make you frustrated. It might cause you, if it happens often enough, you might start to question yourself. Like, man, what is wrong with me? Because nobody's buying my product. There's nothing wrong with you. The problem is you're selling to people who don't have money. Of course, you're not going to make any sales. If you start selling people who actually have money, then you won't have that problem anymore. So it might not be anything wrong with you at all. Maybe something wrong with your approach because you're, for whatever reason, attracting and drawing in people who can't afford to pay you. So some strategic some strategic adjustments can help solve that problem very easily. And I can help you with that and work on your game university. The link is down below. So which problem would you rather have? Again, it's hard to sell to people who don't have money for a very simple, practical reason is that they don't have the resources to play with. They don't have anything to give. So how can you get from them? People who have more just because they have it again, be clear, doesn't mean they're just going to throw it around just because they have it. But their discernment is not about, can I afford this? Can I not afford it? Their discernment is rather about where should I use my resources? Not do I have resources? Now, again, which problem would you rather have? A person trying to decide what to do with their resources or a person trying to figure out how to actually acquire resources in the first place? Point number two, today's topic, once again, it's easier to get a lot than it is to get a little. Number two, there's less competition when you're asking for a lot than when you're asking for a little bit. Again, as I told you earlier today, is that many people aim for what is quote unquote realistic or the average level simply because most people are average and most people are trying to be realistic. And because most people are average and most of us are influenced by our peer groups, since most people are average, most of us are around a bunch of average people. So we start thinking like average people. So we all go aim for the average was at the bottom of the pyramid. That's where the most competition is at, where everybody is at, because that's how everybody quote unquote, everybody thinks. Everyone is aiming at what they think is reasonable or what, and a lot of salespeople make the mistake of thinking for the prospect. Let me think, they think that the prospect is thinking the same way that they think. So an average level thinker, when they're going to sell something, instead of selling it for $5,000, which they should sell it for, they instead sell it for $500. Why? Not because they know how much money the prospect has. They have no idea. And I'm just using those numbers as examples. They sell it for 500 instead of 5,000 because the salesperson is thinking mistakenly that the prospect thinks the same way that they think. And the problem with that kind of thinking is if you think that way long enough, you know what's going to happen. You are going to have a bunch of prospects to think like that. And if you think that you can sell your product for 5,000 because it's worth 5,000, guess what you're going to attract eventually a bunch of people who are willing to spend 5,000. Because if you're thinking like that, you're going to take the steps and get the information and make the adjustments 
internally and externally to get around $5,000 people and you'll start selling $5,000 products. This is just the laws of the laws of energy, the law of attraction, all working in your favor. Again, people say they agree with these laws, but then when it's time for them to actually implement them, all of a sudden they do the opposite. Yeah, I hope you are listening to what I'm saying here, picking up every single word that I'm giving you here today. A lot of people aim at the reasonable level and they end up with reasonable results. So that's where all the competition is, is at the average level. The problem with being at the average level is that even when you're really good, it's really, really hard work because you had to go through everybody. You had to beat everybody to win when you're at the average level because everybody's down there. You got to sift through the crowd of all those people just to win. When you go after bigger goals, you have elbow room. It's much less crowded. And you don't have as much competition. You don't even have to be as good to win at the higher level simply because there's less competition for you to beat. I mean, there are all of these positive outcomes that come from this, but there, there is a challenge to this. And I'm going to get to that. Doesn't mean it's not work. All right, it is still work when you aim for bigger goals. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't require effort. You still have to work hard. You still got to work on your game. But the good thing is you're out of the rat race. You're no longer battling at the bottom of the pyramid. You're no longer just trying to get room to breathe at the bottom of the pyramid where most people go and they stay for the entirety of their lives, not because there isn't another option, but simply because they don't see the other options. The best fishing is where the fewest people go, or so that I've heard. It's a cliche, but any of you who actually fishes, you can tell me if I got that wrong. It's better fishing when there ain't no other boats around because you don't have all the competition of other people trying to beat you out of the fish. The challenge for us is this. Our habits, our mental and emotional habits keep us from staying in that other place of aiming for a bigger goal simply because we have conditioned ourselves through our lives to aim for this average, medium, realistic, reasonable level goal. So then when we try to go to this higher level, like I'm trying to sell you on this idea right now, you go there for a little while, but it feels so uncomfortable. It feels so different. It feels so out of the ordinary of what you're used to. You can't stay there long enough mentally or emotionally or maybe even physically to get the result. You got to be able to stay there and you got to stay there. You got to work on your game. You got to go through the third days of dealing with the fact that this is a different type of situation and it's a different game that you have to learn. All right. Nobody just walks into a game and everything just pops off perfectly and just works the way that you want it to work. So you have to be willing to put the time in and put the effort in and learn and maybe get your ass kicked a few times before you get good enough at that level. But many of us, because again, our habits, our mental and emotional habits, it brings us right back to where we used to be. So we can't stay there for long enough to actually get the results that we want. So then we go right back to where it's comfortable was the bottom of the pyramid. This is the tragedy of many people never reaching their full potential because they can't stay in a different space for long enough to actually let the potential come through. Uh, you got to let the you got to let the third day start working for you. You got to actually get to the third day, literally and metaphorically, so that you can get comfortable in a new space. But many people aren't willing to do that. Our habits just our ingrained habits just keep us in the same space throughout our lives. Our habits push us to do what most people do. Most people, by definition, are average. Do you want to be average? If the answer is no, then you must be willing to deal with the discomfort of doing things that make you different from the average. Are you willing to do that? Don't answer me in words. You have to answer with your actions. Point number three. And oh yeah, and work on your game university. I'll help you out with all that. And point number three. Today's topic, once again, is... It's easier to get a lot than it is to get a little. You are your goals and ambitions. Whatever you aim for, whatever ambitions you have, whatever targets you go after, that's who you are. What you aim for in life is a reflection of what you see in the mirror. As I said earlier, most people aim for reasonable, low, seemingly easy to reach goals. Most people aim for stuff that is easy to reach, whether 
for many reasons. Maybe they don't want to deal with the failure of going after something and not getting it. Maybe they think that's the only thing that they are capable of achieving. Maybe it's because that's all they've been able to achieve to this point in their lives. Maybe because it's what their peer group does. And often it's a combination of all of those put together. But you are what you aim for. If you aim for the average, then you are average. Even if you haven't gotten it yet, you're average because you're aiming for it. If you aim for the highest level thing you could possibly get, you are a high level individual simply because you're trying to get it. Even if you fail, this is the crazy thing. Even if you fail because you're aiming for it, people look at you different simply because you tried to go after it. Robert Greene talks about this, and I don't remember which book it was. It might have been the 48 Laws, it might have been the 50th Law, I don't remember. But one of the things that he talks about in the book is that when you go after the biggest target there is, the biggest target in the room, even if you are unsuccessful in you know, taking down the target, people look at you as a high level individual just because you try to go after that big target, because most people aren't willing to do that. Most people are only willing to go after what they think is reasonable and what is within their reach. But when you aim for something bigger, you bite off more than you could possibly chew. As long as you don't choke on it and die, people look at you as a higher level individual because you just had the belief that you could go after it. You must have the belief because you tried in the first place. When I was in, man, what grade was this? Maybe sixth, sixth grade, middle school. I remember the teacher that I had, she would always you know the way that she would teach. She would be talking about something. She would ask a challenging question to the class. And one thing about me, and I'll tell you how I knew this. One thing about me is that I will always try to answer like these really hard questions that the teacher would ask. You ever, any of you remember sometimes being in school and a teacher would ask the class a question and nobody raised their hand because it was a, a challenging question that nobody really had an answer to. We weren't really, we couldn't really think on that level. I would always raise my hand and try to answer the question. Now, sometimes I would get it right and oftentimes I would get it wrong. I probably got it wrong more times than I got it right. But what I realized is once we had to do this project where we would pair up with other students and then they would write like something about you and you had to write something about them. And the student that I paired up with, she wrote about me and she said, Dre's really smart. He always tries to answer hard questions. And the thing is, here's the thing. I was getting the questions wrong. I wasn't even getting them right. But the thing that she noticed about me and the thing that she noted about me when she only had to write like two paragraphs was that he's smart because he's trying to go after the bigger goal. He's trying to answer the harder question. And this is, again, you can change your status in life. You don't even have to be sick. You don't even have to win. All you got to do is try. All you got to do is willing to be able to go, be willing to go after it. All right. You might not be the best salesperson in the, the Lamborghini showroom, but you'll probably eventually make more money working there than if you keep, if you're the best salesperson at the used car place, because margins are higher as well. I didn't even bring that up. That probably matters too. <laughs> so you are your goals and ambitions. When you aim high, even if you have never done so before, even if you've never done so successfully, you put yourself on the level of what you aim for. As long as you can stay there confidently, even when you are losing, people will come to view you as someone who is on that level just because you're hanging out there. You're on that level because you're always there. I told you all a story a while back. I did an episode on why we stay on B Corp all of our lives. That was episode number. Let me see if I can find it. That was episode number 1198. Why we stay on B Court for so long? What B Court is, it's a, a euphemism that I'm using here just to, it was a metaphor that I'd use rather than, than a metaphor for when I was playing basketball coming up, there were two full courts at my local playground. A Court was where all the best players played, the grown men, the best players around. And B Court was everybody else, like the kids and the people who weren't really serious players. When I was about 15, 16, I was still playing on B Court. But one of my peers, this guy named James, he was the same age as me. Same, same school, same grade, everything. 
he hung with some guys that are a little bit older, and those guys he hung with always played on A court. So James would come to the playground with the older guys, and he would go play on A court. And he would walk past B court and be like, Dre, why are you still playing on B court? And the thing is, I was a better player than James. James didn't play in high school. He didn't play in college. And I remember the last time I seen James, I was before I moved out of Philly, I would be at the court at the park playing ball and all that stuff. He'd be hanging out on the bench. He wasn't even playing ball that much anymore. I was better than James even from the beginning. But the thing is, he had more confidence and he had ascended to a higher level faster than me, not because he had more talent, but simply because he was aiming at a higher aim. And what I talked about in episode 1198 is why many of us, exactly what I'm talking about here today, many of us mentally keep ourselves in a place that we don't even need to be simply because we have not developed the confidence to put ourselves on a higher plane. And that's what I'm aiming to have you do here today. Even if you've never done so before, when you aim for a higher level, you are on that level. Even if you're not good, even if you don't have success, as long as you keep showing up, you will be seen as someone who is on that level just because you're always in the room. Just by being in the room, you are someone who is at a higher level. I talked about being in the room in episode number 1492. Show up. The power of being in the room. 1492. Christopher Columbus, he showed up. All right. The power of being in the room. All right. <laughs> different conversation for a different day. But Will Smith was in a movie called The Pursuit of Happiness. Many people know about that movie. It's a lot of people's favorite movie of all time, maybe of Will Smith's. And one of the thing, the thing about Will Smith, I don't remember the movie in full detail. I saw it once or twice. But when he, at the end of the movie, when he finally got hired, because he was trying to get a job and he finally got hired for the job he was trying to get, I think it was just some type of finance or something he was trying to get hired for. His clothes were all beat up. He was homeless. You no, know, he was sleeping in the train station. But when he showed up to that job interview, when he finally got that job at the end of the movie, what did he do? He showed up confidently and he spoke confidently. And he said, listen, I might not be as experienced as these other people, but I will work hard and everybody. Nobody's going to outwork me. I'm and he said it. And listen, what he said was not unique. Everybody says that. I hear people saying that all the time. But the way that he said it and the confidence and the conviction with which he said it is what convinced those people to say, you know what, let's, let's get this guy a shot. Let's see what he does. And according to the, I believe the story is that that guy, that, that, story, that movie was based on a true story. And that guy became like a very wealthy man, very rich man based on starting with that job when he started out as homeless. The whole point is, even though Will Smith was sleeping in the train station and didn't even have a, a home to himself, and oftentimes he didn't even have the money to pay for his daycare for his child, right? I remember that part of the movie. The thing is, because he was still aiming high, despite everything in his reality that said, you're a loser, he kept aiming high. He ended up going high. And that's the same thing that I'm trying to imbue to you right now today. That's the law of association and the law of attraction working in conjunction. When you get both of those working together and you don't do anything to work against them, you get the results that you want, or at least the results I hope that you want. Let's recap today's class, which is it's easier to get a lot than it is to get a little. This mindset is designed to change your mentality around what you ask for in life and what you think is possible. Number one, where there is abundance, everything moves freely. It's easier to sell a Lamborghini than it is, is to sell a beat up used car. Why? Because you're selling to people who have more money and you will make more money because the margins are higher and many other reasons. Point number two, there is less competition. More people go after small goals that are reasonable and realistic. That's because they're aiming at what they see as reasonable because of their peer group. And their peers are all looking at things that are reasonable, but most people are average by definition, which means most people are associating with average people by definition. You got to get away from the average if you want to be something other than average. The best fishing is where fewer, fewest people go, which is the high goals. Number three, you are your goals and ambitions. Whatever you aim for is a reflection of what, how you see yourself, and it will be a reflection of how other people see you, where you aim at. Even if you are losing, if you keep aiming high, 
eventually, first of all, people are going to start seeing you on that higher level because you're trying. And secondly, you're going to actually start achieving at that level, even when you're not good. As long as you keep showing up, being in the room, people will eventually see you at that level and you will achieve at that level. As long as you keep showing up, you keep working on your game. If you are looking for someone who can help you, I got group programs and one-on-one offerings at Work On Your Game University. The link is down below, workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's easy to remember. You want to get my daily motivation text, text me right now. My number is 305-384-6894. Tell me what you're aiming at right now, and let's get you to it. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.